0: Today's episode of First Look ETF is brought to you by the New York Stock Exchange, the home of ETFs. To hear from experts across the ETF market, visit homeofetfs.com. NYSE has sponsored this production by ETF Guide LLC for illustrative, informational, and educational purposes only, without regard to any particular investor's objectives, financial situation, or circumstances. NYSE neither represents nor warrants the accuracy or correctness of any of the statements in the production, which has been independently assembled by ETF Guide LLC and with whom sole editorial control rests. NYSE makes no recommendation as to possible benefits from any securities or trading strategies, and this production is not a recommendation. recommendation. Recommendation, offer, or solicitation of an offer to buy or sell any security or engage in any trading strategy. Prior to the execution of a purchase or sale of any security,
1: you are advised to consult with your own advisors. Hello and welcome to First Look ETF. I'm Stephanie Stanton with ETF Guide. It is great to have you with us. Coming up on today's show, a new ETF targeting the fast growing market of digital infrastructure companies, plus another fund that taps into companies behind the 3D virtual worlds known as the metaverse. And we'll examine a lineup of ETFs designed for environmentally and socially conscious investors. But first, let's get a quick recap of new ETF launches on the New York Stock Exchange. We've got Douglas Jonas with us. He's from the NYSE here to break it all down. Hi, Douglas. It's good to see you.
2: So great to see you, Stephanie. It's so great to be back uh, in the building and, and able to report on another really significant month in the world of ETFs.
1: Give us the latest update on launch activity for ETFs.
2: So last month was really busy here at the New York Stock Exchange. We had 32 ETFs launch into the industry, bringing in $980 million. And, and I say it was so busy because think of all the volatility we're seeing in the market. And for those of you that are counting, I know we are. That's now 113 new ETFs entering the U.S. industry this year, raising $3.4 billion. And, and, and that's just fascinating again thinking about the overall general market dynamics, we're still seeing so much growth in ETFs.
1: What other important developments in the ETF market are you seeing right now?
2: Yeah, again, I I can't stress enough the volatility. We're still seeing a lot of volatility in the marketplace. Even today, markets uh, moving both directions intraday, and yet ETFs continuing to break new records. Uh, There's over 2,890 ETFs in in the U.S. right now with over $7 trillion uh, in assets under management. So clearly continuing to, to drive the records that we saw last year. Over $200 billion in new net cash flow this year, again, amidst all the volatility. So uh, the, the market's continuing to, to drive a lot of performance in the ETFs. Also, active management, we're seeing that continue to grow. Over half the launches year-to-date have been actively managed. Now 11 ETFs using the NYSE proxy solution that doesn't show holdings every day. So uh, growth in thematics, as you're going to talk about in the show today, has been tremendous. Uh, Growth in ESG investing, you're going to talk about in the show, has been tremendous. And we're just really excited to have it all happening here at the New York Stock Exchange.
1: All right, the maturation of the ETF market rolls on. Thank you so much, Douglas. It's good to see you. Before we move on, a quick reminder that we simulcast First Look ETF on iTunes, Spotify, Amazon Music, and other major podcasting platforms. So be sure to check us out there. Byte, spelled B-Y-T-E, was a term first coined back in the late 1950s by computer scientists to describe a unit of digital information that most commonly consists of eight bits. Well, here in the year 2022, Byte is also now the ticker symbol of a new ETF that invests in digital infrastructure companies tied to cloud computing, artificial intelligence and other rapidly expanding technologies. Well, joining us now is Chaz Koch, the founder of Byte.io Digital Index Partners. Hi, Chaz. It's good to see you. Welcome to First Look ETF.
3: Thanks for having me. I appreciate it.
1: Before we talk about the Byte ETF, tell us more about digital infrastructure and why you believe that it is an important place for investors. I
3: think those two things really tie together, which is digital infrastructure are the physical assets that underpin the Internet, right? So when you are at home and you want to Netflix and chill and you want to stream a movie, somehow the data that is that movie has to get from Netflix in Seattle to you in your bedroom. And so that journey across fiber and then pausing in data centers and being redistributed to data centers throughout the world and then hitting more fiber before maybe it hits a mobile tower and sends across spectrum to your phone or goes across your cable connection to your home, all of those physical assets, those are the digital infrastructure. So we look at that and say, those are really real estate assets. They're real assets that have an upfront fixed cost, but an ongoing, very high margin recurring revenue stream that is powered by the growth in digital consumption. So as people... want to stream more, game more, use crypto more, use cloud computing more, all of those things are the drivers of digital infrastructure consumption. And so we wanted to create a way for people to get personally exposed to that theme, but in the economic profile of real estate, right? So this is the real assets of the 21st century.
1: The Roundhill I.O. Digital Infrastructure ETF, also known as Byte, holds about 40 global stocks involved in cloud computing, artificial intelligence, remote work, and related technologies. How is the index behind this fund different and how does it work?
3: Yeah, when we looked at the universe, we really didn't see anyone who was offering a pure play way to access these physical assets of towers and data centers and fiber. Um, And in particular, those that would offer some of it would also mix in cloud software and actual ai companies and all of those have their merits but to us we really like the economic profile of the real assets sitting underneath it inflation protected recurring revenue monopolistic franchises not subject to um, competitive disruption very easily and so We wanted to isolate those businesses and then do it in a global way. So that's another differentiating factor. About 65% of the assets um, are in the US, but the balance is really distributed through the rest of the world where some of the fastest growth um, and some of the best opportunities live. So, you know, we, we look at a universe of all of those type of companies everywhere in the world and then try to filter it down to the 40 best that are exposed to, you know, we we think of it from the standpoint of, are they sound businesses with good balance sheets, good scale? Are they growing? And are they a reasonable value? And we're trying to optimize for the 40 best of
1: those around the world. So then how could an ETF like Byte be used inside an investment portfolio?
3: If I think about my own portfolio, I might have some uh think of it almost as a dinner plate you've got some dessert on there Um, you might have some veggies but this is a center of the plate kind of etf this is the kind of thing where it is core real estate holdings that just happen to be powered by digital growth so our our view is it's the best of both worlds it's really stable assets um, very predictable Uh, but with real secular growth where this was the most powerful trend of the last 50 years was the digitization of everything. And we really think it's going to be the most powerful trend of the next 50 years too. Whether that digitization happens in healthcare and biotech, whether it happens in cloud computing and software, gaming, crypto, all of those things, they need to ride across our digital infrastructure. And we want to own the toll bridges that... uh, are able to monetize that future.
1: All right, we're going to leave it there. Thank you so much, Chaz, for stopping by First Look ETF. It's good to have you with us.
3: Thanks so much for having me, Stephanie.
1: Doing business in a way that has a positive impact on the planet and the social welfare of the masses is becoming a priority for many corporate executives. It is also a movement that has pushed ESG investing, which is an acronym for Environmental, Social and Governance, into the spotlight. Well, here to discuss a new lineup of ETFs with ESG Strategies is Phil McInnes, Chief Investment Strategist at Avantis. Hi, Phil. Thanks so much for being with us.
4: Thanks so much for having me. It's great to be here.
1: Okay, so your firm has launched a trio of new ETFs that target stocks in the U.S., international and emerging markets using ESG screens. First, break down the funds for us and the strategy behind each one.
4: Sure. So, All of our strategies at Avantis and we manage just around 11 billion uh, in assets uh, across a wide range of strategies. Uh, So all of our strategies are gonna have some of the similar characteristics. So we want them to be broadly diversified, we want them to be low fee, and we want them to be tax efficient. So these responsible equity ETFs are gonna have those same characteristics. They're all total market solutions, which means they invest from mega caps down to micro caps. They invest across that traditional Morningstar style box spectrum from growth to value. So they have some similarities to a total market index fund, but there are some key differences as well. And I'm gonna call out really three important ones. The first, as you mentioned, we have some ESG screens. So, there's a lot of companies that, for whatever reason, don't align uh, with some of the values and beliefs of of some investors. And so, what we're looking to do with these is use a series of screens. So, things like carbon emissions intensity, uh, maybe factory farming, uh, coal. So, really use screens to take those businesses and exclude them uh, in terms of being eligible for investment. Uh, So, that's One big difference from a total market index fund. The second one, um, if you invest in a total market index fund, you're getting every single security at its market cap weight, right? But if we look at financial science, we know there's actually a lot of information we can use that tells us about differences in expected returns across stocks. And so what we do is we take that information, we use it to tilt the portfolio to emphasize companies with better fundamentals, certain characteristics. So we're looking to emphasize companies that have stronger profitability that are trading at reasonable price multiples. So we're using that information in the portfolio construction as well. And then finally, the last big difference, we have a daily process. We wanna use up-to-date information to make decisions. So our portfolio managers are gonna be looking each day. It doesn't mean we're turning over the portfolios a lot, but looking each day to see are there small changes we want to be making in the portfolio to keep it in line with its objectives. So those are the three big differences in these responsible equity ETFs and how they work relative to what somebody would get in, say, a total market index fund.
1: Shifting gears now, investing in small cap stocks provides a ground floor opportunity to get in before companies have fully matured. The recently added Avantis U.S. Small Cap Equity ETF, ticker symbol AVSC, offers exposure to these types of young, promising companies. Tell us a little bit more about it.
4: Yeah, so small caps, as you said, there's, they're obviously an important part of the market. We think there's uh, a lot of rationale as to why somebody would have small caps as part of their allocation. Um, again, uh, all of our strategies have those characteristics in terms of low turnover, low fee, broad diversification, and, and transparency as well. Uh, but you know, indexing uh, in small caps is, is another piece where there are really some important differences in our strategy relative to an index fund. Uh, and I'd say it's even more important when you're thinking about a small cap portfolio. So first and foremost, it's not that just because a company is small cap, it's a good investment. There are some small cap companies that aren't great investments, right? so uh, we want to look at the, the fundamentals. Uh, for example, if you go back in the academic literature, there's a corner of the small cap market, so companies that trade at really high price multiples that have poor profitability that are growing their assets quickly. We want to make sure we exclude those companies from the portfolio right? to improve the expect-to-return profile of the strategy. Uh, Second, if you look at uh, a lot of the index funds, the small cap index funds that are out there in the marketplace, a lot of them tend to skew towards mid cap. They've gotten sort of bigger over time. This strategy is meant to be focused on small and micro caps. We want to really maintain a focus on small and micro cap securities. And the last thing I mentioned, daily implementation for our other strategies. It's really important here, right? We don't want to wait to rebalance the portfolio just because we're waiting for an index to reconstitute, right? Which may happen once a year or twice a year. We want to use information each day to keep that portfolio focused on a small cap allocation. So uh, what an investor gets with that, they they get something that's broadly diversified. It's in that tax-efficient wrapper in the ETF. Uh, There's transparency and exposures, and it's delivered at a very competitive fee, just 25 basis points.
1: Okay. So then how do you see Avantis ETFs being used inside an overall investment portfolio?
4: Yeah, that's a great question, Stephanie. I love that question because at the end of the day, we have to know that we're helping to meet hopefully a client need, right? We're filling a role inside a portfolio. So our goal really is twofold. First, we think about we want to provide a good sound building block that can work inside an asset allocation. And so we want to make sure we're really transparent and set expectations clearly around how we design that strategy, how we expect expect it to behave across different market environments and then that range or distribution of potential outcomes because the last thing we want is for somebody to buy one of our strategies without having a good understanding of that and not having a good experience because it behaved differently than they would have expected it to so we want to make sure that we're starting with that goal and that our strategies are there to meet that goal whether that's a small part or a big part of somebody's allocation in their portfolio uh, but we think that the transparency the communication and then keeping people up to date along the way way in terms of what's going on in the portfolio, what's going on in markets, and how is that impacting the portfolio? Hopefully, that can foster a better long-term expected outcome, which is what we think investors are after at the end of the day.
1: Phil McInnes with Avantis, thank you so much for stopping by and sharing your insights with us.
4: Thanks. Thanks so much for having me. Look forward to next time.
1: The metaverse is sometimes called the sequel to the internet and regarded in some circles as the next iteration of the expanding digital world. And while the metaverse is still in its infancy, here to discuss its future and how to participate in the growth ahead is Scott Helfstein, Executive Director, Thematic Investing at ProShares. Hi, Scott. It's good to see you.
5: Hi, Stephanie. Great to be with you.
1: Okay. before we talk about your new ETF, let's talk a little bit more about the metaverse. Go ahead and bring our audience up to speed on the metaverse and why it's becoming so important. So the metaverse,
5: as you said, is viewed as the next generation of the Internet, and yet it offers the opportunity for such a rich experience. And it's ultimately the integration of digital and physical experiences that we're so focused on. For example, virtual reality, which today allows people to move through a 3D world, but into the future, it's going to become immersive and interactive so that you can be interacting with people and the environment. Another way to think about it is augmented reality, which is the overlay of the digital world on the, three, on the actual world. So when we think about the economic implications, today we use it for gaming. But if we think about the movement of retail store into the metaverse and the ability to shop with friends in a 3D environment, the ability to shop for real estate as you're doing 3D walkthroughs, but then even so much more, the industrial space, engineers rapidly prototyping advanced products and industrial processes being improved. And then today, for example, doctors are using augmented reality glasses in surgeries to improve operating outcomes. So there's such a rich opportunity set. There's hundreds of billions of dollars that will be transacted annually on and through the Metaverse. And it's a very interesting time for investors to be focused on this technology.
1: The ProShares Metaverse ETF, ticker symbol VERS or VERS, is among your latest additions. Tell us more about the fund's strategy and some of the companies that it holds.
5: So we focused on the companies that were building the infrastructure, the ecosystem of the metaverse. And what do we mean by that? Those that are providing the platforms, the software, in order to take the physical world and turn it into something digital. That could be integrating softwares and cameras, that could be headsets, um, that could be uh, advanced data processing. So there's a range of technologies that will need to be developed In order for the metaverse to be successful. And so we really focus there rather than uh, perhaps the media and entertainment, which is a use of the metaverse or the big global brands that are going to ultimately try and transpose or lift their success from the physical world into the metaverse world. We think those are interesting, but we really want to be on the ground floor of the companies that are building it. So about 30 to 40% of the portfolio is in the mega cap cap tech names, who you would think are the leaders, but the other 60 to 70% is in smaller companies that are really on the leading edge of the metaverse.
1: So then how do you see investors and financial advisors using a fund like Verse inside an investment portfolio?
5: So we see a metaverse fund as a logical uh, part of a growth sleeve within a portfolio. Uh, we think it's a long term holding within that sleeve. And particularly in the inflationary environment we face, we caution investors not to turn their back on growth, particularly high growth opportunity, because If you have to beat an inflation rate, one of the best ways to do it is finding assets, in this case companies, that are going to grow their top lines, their revenue, faster than the rate of inflation. And these companies are really set to do it because as we've seen before, the speed of technological adoption, whether it was from the internet to the smartphone just throughout history is accelerating. And we think the metaverse will follow that trend and catch on quickly. So this is really the time to invest before it's fully matured and while the technology is getting built.
1: All right, thank you so much, Scott, for stopping by First Look ETF. It is great to have you with us. Thanks, Stephanie. That does it for today's episode of First Look ETF. We want to give a big thanks to all of our guests, along with Douglas Jonas at the New York Stock Exchange. Be sure to check out homeofetfs.com to learn more. So did you like the program? Feel free to hit the like button and post your thoughts in the comments section below. Also, don't forget to pick up the podcast version of First Look ETF. It is available on iTunes, Spotify, Amazon Music, and other major podcasting platforms. I'm Stephanie Stanton with ETF Guide. Thanks so much for watching. We'll see you next time.
0: Today's episode of First Look ETF is brought to you by the New York Stock Exchange, the home of ETFs. To hear from experts across the ETF market, visit homeofetfs.com. NYSE has sponsored this production by ETF Guide LLC for illustrative, informational, and educational purposes only, without regard to any particular investor's objectives, financial situation, or circumstances. NYSE neither represents nor warrants the accuracy or correctness of any of the statements in the production, which has been independently assembled by ETF Guide LLC and with whom sole editorial control rests. NYSE makes no recommendation as to possible benefits from any securities or trading strategies, and this production is not a recommendation recommendation, offer, or solicitation of an offer to buy or sell any security or engage in any trading strategy. Prior to the execution of a purchase or sale of any security, you are advised to consult with your own advisors.